Live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, this is a special edition of Positively West Virginia in our daily COVID-19 business briefing. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And for those of you guys listening on the podcast recording, thanks for joining us as well. We really appreciate you all. Normally, each week on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you and thousands of others every day on iTunes, Spotify, and through our vast distribution network with WVNews.com. For the next few weeks, we're bringing you daily special edition broadcasts. We're focused specifically and intentionally around this basic question, what can West Virginia businesses do right now to navigate this current COVID-19 pandemic we're all facing? When we first started this podcast in 2017, our goal was to inspire and equip people in West Virginia with examples of real-life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built their companies right here in West Virginia, and we've been doing that every week. And of course, you can learn more about our mission at Positively wv.com. Every weekday, we're going to be going live with these business briefings to help business owners and leaders with practical ideas to use right now. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, wvnews.com, and Interaction Media. Today, I'm honored to have on the show Dr. Clay Marsh. Clay Marsh is the West Virginia University's Vice President and Executive Dean for Health Sciences. On Thursday, March 26th, just last Thursday, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice named Dr. Clay Marsh the state COVID-19 coronavirus czar during a press conference at the Capitol Complex in Charleston. I can't personally think of somebody who would be more qualified to lead the state's charge on this effort than Dr. Clay Marsh. He is awesome. Dr. Marsh, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Good to be with you and all the listeners out there. Yes. First off, uh, Clay, how are you doing right now personally? There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. How are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And, and as is true for all of us, you know, the opportunity and the privilege to be able to serve and to be able to try to add your little part to a much bigger um, group of needs right now is, uh, is, is, um, is really energizing to me. Absolutely. And, and like I said, you know, I can't think of anybody more perfectly equipped to, to help our state uh, navigate these uncharted waters than you personally. So thank, thank you, you for everything you're doing. Dr. Marsh Clay, what, what is the number one thing you think that business, business owners right now that are out there dealing with this COVID-19 crisis, what's the one thing that you think that they ought to know right now? Well, I think that they ought to know that, that events like COVID-19 which an uh, author named Nassim Talab termed a black swan event, are events that really create transformational change. Mm. Most, uh, most of the world's change has happened from these kind of events, whether 9-11, World War, the, the Great Depression, et cetera. So I think it's really an opportunity for business owners to rethink and uh, recreate their business models uh, trying to look forward in the future. Yeah, that's a uh, great, great insight, uh, you know, to the situation that we're currently in. It, I feel like there's uh, there's almost two schools of thought. One that they're just really freaked out and panicked over this, and others are looking at it as like, what can we do to help people, and how do we, you know, pull our, ourselves up by our bootstraps and get after uh, business in a different way, maybe. And I, I know that there's a lot of people out there hurting. We're hearing from listeners, uh, people shutting, shutting their companies down and, and things of that nature. What uh, what do the current numbers look like right now uh, with this uh, virus? in our state. I, I know that they, uh, there's some new numbers coming out today, uh, April 1st. So can you maybe share a little bit about that uh, from, from your perspective? 
Sure, of course. So, so we know that really the critical factor with this viral infection is trying to limit the person-to-person -person spread. And so we look at the percent of people who are being tested who test positive mm -hmm. as a way to try to gauge how fast that person-to-person -person spread is, is, is going. And the average state in our country is about eight to 10% of all the people tested are positive. West Virginia, because of the, I think the leadership of our state and the decisions to do stay at home orders, to, to reduce non-essential businesses, social distancing, and importantly, not putting your hands to your face because we introduced the virus to ourselves, then by doing that, our, um, our number of percent positive is about 4%, which is, I think, one of the best in the country. And it's the reason why I think West Virginia is very well positioned right now uh, to do much better than many, many other states related to this uh, pandemic. Yeah. What are, what, uh, how many cases um, are there confirmed in West Virginia right now? You know, I have to look up on the website, but I think it's 191. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. they they posted every night, and mm -hmm. and as we look, it's uh, been stable about four percent. And I think that one of the real issues, Jim, for us is that um, that the virus has a um, a person infected with the virus, on average, infects 2.5 to 3.1 new people. And the virus doubles every six days. And, and work from Iceland recently just demonstrates that 50% of people with the virus don't even know that they have it. Hmm. So people can spread the virus without knowing it, which is why hand washing and not touching your face is so important. But let's just say a person with the virus can infect two people. So if you do the math, if you go through 10 doubling times of the virus, which would be two months, then that one person could infect a thousand people. Mm -hmm. If you go through 20 doubling times, which would be four months, that one person would infect a million people. If you go through three doubling times, which is six months, that one person would infect a billion people. So the ability to compound and to grow logarithmically is really the lifeblood of the virus. And by separating and reducing that person-to-person -person contact and transmission, we are able to cut the virus out of its knees. Absolutely. That's that's uh, important information to know. And we're helping to, to spread that word as well. And, and you know, right. obviously with uh, with social distancing and hand washing and not touching your face, one of the things that that, that comes to mind, you know, we, uh, I, I talk with a lot of uh, West Virginia companies and business owners uh, around the state every, every day. And one of the things that I um, am amazed by is the way that people are adapting. You know, there's, there are certain uh, mission critical um, companies, like for instance, I had uh Sonia Bailey Gibson, she is the exec, uh, the CEO for West Virginia Caring, uh, West Virginia right. Hospice Organization, and, yes. and and the fact what they're doing uh, to equip and train their their teammates, uh, their you know their team members, the nurses that are going out there treating these hospice patients, it's they're on the truly on the front lines dealing with people that are very high risk and and the training that they're having to go through right now, and obviously they they uh, practice great hygiene practices all the time, but even more in this crisis that we're in, I feel like that's just one example of how people, you have to communicate with your team members, your employees, your t the people that you're treating. And even if you're, um, even if you're a, a, a business that's not, so to, so to speak, mission critical or a, um, 
somebody that's under the stay-at-home order, you, you still got to kind of get things done. You know, I'm thinking like restaurants and, and, and companies like that that are trying to, you know, really struggling to, to stay afloat right now, offering like curbside delivery and, you know, swing by and we'll give you their food. You don't even have to touch us. It's, a, it's like a, you know, they're all getting innovative. And I think you were talking about that a minute ago. What are some things that those kinds of places can be doing to, to uh, really enhance their hygiene and, and best practices? Well, you know, um, one of the things that we know about the virus, as I mentioned before, that it can spread in people that don't have symptoms. Right. Half the people in this study from Iceland had no symptoms. Mm-hmm. We also know that the virus can live on surfaces for a relatively longer time. So the virus might be able to live on cardboard and can be measured in the laboratory for up to 24 hours on plastic for up to three days and stainless steel for up to three days. So I think that one of the keys is, particularly if the business is working in a delivery mode that and they receive you know, inventory, then we have a training video from the National Guard that can demonstrate how to spray the boxes with a dilute bleach solution, which may actually help people who are working in the businesses. I think that, you know, really good hand hygiene. So, you know, if you touch things outside or you bring things into your environment, wash your hands before you handle things with your hands like Mm. food or or something you want to bring to your mouth. Mm. And a lot of people are talking now about, you know, should we wear masks? Should people wear masks like Asia's done? And I think it's really clear that the benefit of wearing a mask, as long as you're six feet away, you know, with the good uh, social distancing, um, the, the benefit of a mass is really not to stop droplets, which is the way this COVID virus seems to spread, mm-hmm. from reaching your mouth and your nose. It's really to keep you from putting your hands to your face and introducing the mm-hmm. virus to yourself yeah. by putting your hands in your mouth, biting your fingernails, picking your teeth, mm. picking your nose, whatever. Right. And so I think that the more cognizant we are as as a workforce and as a business set, that we, we can teach our population, our our citizens, our business, the folks working in these businesses to protect themselves because because this is a pandemic, we have to assume the virus is all over the place. We're not going to get rid of the virus, but we can prevent the virus from infecting ourselves and we can prevent the virus from infecting other people. And that really has to do with really good hand hygiene, 20 seconds washing your hand or use sanitizer all through your hands, Mm -hmm. you know, between your fingers and, and your wrists, and also keeping your hands away from your face. And and I don't think you need a mask to do that, but if you do, a bandana or something else will do also, yeah. because we don't want to take away those valuable masks and, and, and protective equipment away from our healthcare workers and our first responders, because we want them to continue to function through this as well. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, you mentioned that video that's available from the National Guard on how to receive uh, packages and parcels and things of that nature. Yes. Is, that, is that on the West Virginia National Guard's uh, site? Yeah, you know, I, if it's not, it will be. So yeah. I'll I'll talk to our good General Hoyer, and yeah. we'll make sure it's up. Because I think that the the That's key, important. Jim, for yeah. me, it is. But the key for me is that I think that the steps to protect ourselves and to protect each other are pretty well laid out. Yes. The issue is, can we implement and execute? And I think that. That's what I've been so impressed by the by the state is people have done such a wonderful job. And there's always, you know, stuff you could do better. And there's always people that kind of forget or 
younger people that go like, oh, it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. But but we know from the president's address last night and the press conference and hearing from the medical leaders that we in many parts of our country are going to face some pretty dark days. But I don't want that to be West Virginia. And so far, I think people have done an amazing job. Yes, I, I agree 100 percent. And, you know, the interesting thing to me is like you, you talk about touching your face and and you also mentioned like innovation and how things are going to change out of this. And I could assure you, like I've been a proponent for a long time of the fist bump as opposed to the handshake. Yeah. And I, I feel yeah. bad because, you know, my grandpa told me, you know, taught me how to, 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 to shake a person's hand. And my dad did as well. And and, uh, you know, but I've, I've been fist bumping for a number of years and I feel like that's going to be something that's going to be the new norm, you know. That's and, right. Or and, elbow bumping. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I think about, you know, the, this this face touching and just like like you said, we have to be vigilant in, in this stuff. You pick up a package, you know, make sure that you're taking care of it. Take those precautions because we don't know where the, where those things, where the virus is, you know, at right now. We can't see it, right? So it's, That's it's right. really important to be vigilant and, and, and diligent in our work about that. And, you know, especially over the next several months, I feel like this is no time to let down our guard. And and as business owners and, and you know, our audience is primarily entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, we've got to make sure that we're demonstrating that to our, 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 our team members, you know, our employees out there, uh, and being vigilant as well, because that can, I think that could play a huge role in oh, this, you know? Yeah, there's, there's no question. I think our business leaders have really stepped up and, yes. and, and I'm really proud of them as well. You know, I think that, that not only are these times, times of great change, as I mentioned, they're really times of great opportunity too. So the other thing that I would really heavily encourage is our business owners and our entrepreneurs and our creative people out there mm. come up with some innovative solutions. You know, I mean, I mean, if the world is going to change for a little bit and if we're going to be more in our homes, you know, what are those innovations that can make life better for people? What are the opportunities that are out there to change the way foundationally that you do your business and and offer something that's really exciting because i think west virginia if all goes well and i don't want to be complacent like you said i don't want to sort of say oh look how great we're doing because as soon as you do that then things aren't so great anymore but but i think that if we can do as i'm hoping that we can and write the history you know so that we're not going to get surged like some other states do flatten the curve yes then we will have the opportunity to start to help be a foundational mm. part of the rebuilding of our country i love it and i think yeah. that and i think people will start to see that you know um west virginia may be an optimal place to come so i do think that this may be a really powerful driver of a very bright future for the state, but it's really in our hands to determine, you know, what the future story is going to be. Absolutely. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now that our job is to keep the boat moving to the calm waters. We're in a storm now. We got to get to the, we got to get to the calm waters. And once we do, there will be opportunity. The other thing that, that kind of, uh, comes to my mind is something else I've been talking about with, with folks here in West Virginia, and that is assess what you have and help people. It's that simple. You know, what I mean by assess what you have, you know, your talents, your your products, your your ability, what can you offer to help somebody and just do that. And that that's going to, I think that's going to help us weather the storm as well. And um, so, uh, uh, Clay, I want to uh, 
go to a question that we got from a business owner uh, through our Facebook page. And it's a woman by the name of Robin Wright Dennis. She's from New Martinsville, West Virginia. And okay, she's, great. Yeah, she says, I own a dog grooming shop in West Virginia. They're in New Martinsville. Is it safe for me to groom pets as long as I use curbside service like the veterinarians are doing? I need to keep working. Yeah, you know, I think that that the governor's office will have defined and, you know, essential, non-essential businesses. Mm -hmm. I know that there's, you know, been a lot of um, of interest in maintaining life as much as normal as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that if if this um, lady is working in a sort of a mobile, you know, grooming shop, and that is not, and I honestly, I don't know what are all the lists of the essential, non-essential businesses, mm-hmm. but as long as, as that's approved, then I think it would be great. I would say that probably for a lot of reasons, if I were that person doing the grooming, I'd probably just cover my face and yeah. I do it probably as much just to make sure that I am not, you know, you're cutting pets hair, your natural tendency if something gets in your face is to come up to your face and start to... Yeah clean out whatever so so i would probably do that and wear gloves as well Mm -hmm. but you know there's because i think that for this virus as i understand it there's really no evidence of person to pet transmission you know the the virus jumped from a bat to a person Mm -hmm. one of the things of course you worry about is having any potential to you know to cause an illness in somebody's beloved pet and 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 as far as i'm aware the covid virus has not been documented to do that but as any time else when you're in the midst of doing work you want to make sure you don't get distracted and kind of forget about going to your face and so i'd be very i would be very um as you say uh diligent about making sure that you're protecting your face your nose your mouth and uh and that you're also providing that good experience for the for the pet yes i appreciate that that's great great advice uh our guest once again today is dr clay marsh west virginia university's vice president and executive dean for health sciences and is also now the state's covid19 coronavirus czar during this crisis Uh, clay you know one of the things that i've been very impressed with is Governor Jim Justice holding these daily, I think they're pretty much daily now, uh, briefings uh, from from Charleston. You've been on most of those calls since you were, actually even before uh, you were named the coronavirus czar. How Could you give us some insight as to how those meetings are going and, and what your thoughts are? Well, I think the, I, I'm very impressed with Governor Justice. I think his heart is absolutely for protecting the people of West Virginia. And, uh, and he has made decisions that I think completely have been consistent with that. The whole team of people that I, you know, um, the folks on his administrative team have done a great job. You know, today was an issue about the elections and, and you know, should we hold the elections on May 12th? And, and we gave, uh, me and, and uh, the medical team, gave our advice, which was not to do that. We didn't think it would be safe and the gathering and the clustering would potentially spread the virus. And so they were very receptive, certainly Secretary of State, Mac Warner and and Patrick Morris, the Attorney General, were both very supportive. And then the medical team, you know, um, Secretary Bo Crouch and and uh, Commissioner Kathy Slump are great. And, uh, and uh, Jim Hoyer is one of my heroes. He's a uh, he's a can-do guy and and so i think that that you know the team's working really well together 
you know, this is an uncertain time though, Jim, as we talked about. Yeah. And 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 everything is very fluid. And when I say fluid, you know, one day to the next day things change. And 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 in this dynamic time, there's so many variables and everything being completely interdependent in our world. It's all connected to everything else. So a small change in one area, mm. like for instance, China makes all the personal or did make most of the personal protective equipment for the world. And when China got sick, well, the personal protective equipment that we use in hospitals and all started to become in short supply. Mm. Italy made swaps for the acquisition of the samples we used to do the COVID-19 testing and Italy got into trouble and those swaps became in short supply. So the, the interconnections and interdependencies become an issue. But I would say that I have been 100% impressed with the good intentions, the smarts and the commitment of the team to try to serve the state and of the state citizens who's, who've really taken on the challenge. And, and that includes the state's business leaders and education leaders. Certainly, I have great love for our um, for Gordon Gee, who real, was really the reason why I ended up coming back. He, he pulled me back yes. after 30 years at Ohio State. And, and it's, uh, you know, I think the governor said it at one day, he goes, you know, we're all designed to be at whatever place we are and that he believes and I believe too that there's a greater reason why we're all here together and I think we're here to help the state but also we're here to you know help West Virginia become that great diamond that it's always mm -hmm. had the potential to be and I think that these events are going to be activating events for the state's future, which I think is going to be very bright, but it's not going to be bright without some turns and twists and and hills and, and dips here coming up as the rest of the country and the West, rest of the world are going to suffer as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's great insight. And I appreciate you sharing some of that uh, almost uh, insider baseball with us. I really appreciate that. And, and, and for those of uh, our listeners who have not heard the West Virginia primary has been moved to June 9th. Uh, so that's uh, a new development today as well. As as Clay Marsh says, uh, it is a very fluid situation and things are, are changing daily. And that's quite honestly, Clay, that's why we started uh, doing this podcast every single day is to help business owners navigate through this uh, the best we can. And uh, just you know, just yesterday we had uh, Danny Fink, who's a, a certified public accountant, really dropping a lot of information on the CARES Act and how uh, West Virginia yes. companies can really take advantage of that. So those are the kinds of things we're trying to do. And, and, and you know, you're right. I mean, West Virginia is a hidden gem in a lot of ways. And that's one of the reasons we started this this whole Positively West Virginia project. It, it was started out as a passion project of mine to try to help tell stories of people that are really getting, getting things done in our state. And uh, maybe that personal protective equipment uh, could be a new industry for West Virginia. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, I think it's good. And the other thing is I, I would say, I think that's great. And I, you're doing a great job. And, Thank you. And, 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 and I do believe though, that this spirit of togetherness mm. and, you know, of helping each other, I mean, this is really the foundation of our country Yes. and of our economic sort of success mm. through the industrial revolution, the technology age, and, and I think that, you know, at some levels, sometimes we forget, you know, we have more money and we decide, oh, we don't want to be manufacturers anymore. We want to, you know, be executives and we want right, to be right. bosses and leaders. 
But, but I think that in many ways, the moves that we made in this country and, you know, and, and maybe West Virginia a little bit less made us in some ways fragile and mm-hmm. made us dependent on many other, you know, supply chains to get us the critical foundational materials we need. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that, you know, West Virginia being a place that has never really forgotten community and, and has always looked out for each other. And, and although we, maybe an older state and we may even have people that are sicker by some definitions mm. there's a foundational goodness and uh, spirit here that is really rare and i think that that foundation is what's going to see us through this and and it's going to open up a brighter future and i know right now a lot of people want to be in west virginia because we are doing relatively very well to date with this viral infection and 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 i believe that uh, we have the opportunity to be the beacon for the rest of the country and i think as this starts to get better and it won't be without some pain for our state too no free ticket nobody nobody gets out of jail free here but i think that we can mitigate that with our committed activities and our committed intent of protecting each other and ourselves mm. that ultimately people will will want to be here after this is over mm. because they'll realize that maybe getting back to something more foundational is really what all of us are wanting to do you know i'll just say two more things that my understanding is that before this that 75 percent of american workers did not like their job and 50% of physicians and nurses were, are burned out. And so as we look at the life before and the life after, I think we have a potential to really discover what being very purposeful and, and, what do, and doing work that really meets that community field, uh, helping each other out, collaborating, not competing. And if we do that right, I think maybe we can make uh, almost heaven, truly heaven, and uh, and be the place that realizes that first. That is awesome. I love I love what you just said right there. So thank you for sharing that up with our with our audience here, Dr. Marsh. As we wrap up our time here today, what's the best way for people to keep up on this uh, coronavirus COVID nineteen uh, situation from the state of West Virginia, and, and even perhaps get in touch with you? Yeah, so the, 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 the DHHR has a, a coronavirus website, updates the numbers of where we are all the time. Uh, I'm trying to be out on social media because it's an audience that I want to interact with, yes. people that are asking questions. So, so I think I'm at Clay Marsh, but people can find me on Twitter, and I'm actively on there trying to answer questions. Um, or um, I'm also, I'll give you, a, I'll throw out my email address too, which is cbmarsh, M-A-R-S-H, at hsc.wvu.edu. Uh, and I can, you know, mail it to you too, Jim, so that you can yeah. throw that out there. Yeah. I want people, I want to try to help, you know, clarify, educate, help people navigate through a lot of issues. We're expanding testing, and depending on who does the testing, it can be, as fast as eight hours to as slow as 10 days. And lots of people are wondering how that, you know, why that's happening and, and why we haven't tested more people. And, Mm. you know, there's, there's a lot of questions out there and, and, and I'm really trying to provide as much as I can. And, you know, also sharing with other folks who have better knowledge of certain things, you know, the truth is we see it. And like you say, there's a, bit of a backstage view all the time and Mm -hmm. you don't know until you go there, Mm -hmm. but I want to be transparent with people 
and we can't do more than we can do. And we're trying to do as you know, we're trying to move things as fast as we possibly can. But if you don't have information, then a lot of times you're filling in the blanks with with your own sort of storyline that may not be accurate at all. So I'm happy to receive emails, questions, you know, and as much as I can, I'm trying to get to them right away awesome. so that at least people feel like that they're getting a better understanding of where I am or where some of the other experts are in the, in the state. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll make sure we have links to all those in the show notes section of the podcast as well. Dr. Marsh, Clay, I, I really uh, appreciate you spending half an hour of your time to deliver such course, valuable pleasure. information to our audience. I really appreciate you and what you're doing. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you, Jim. I really appreciate you too. And, and you know, it's all of us together. And we're only as strong as the weakest part of us. Yep. And that's the reason why we want everybody to be leaders here in our business community is a huge component of leadership that our state desperately needs, not just for today, but for the long term. Absolutely. Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia Daily COVID-19 Business Briefing. My hope is that we brought some valuable insight from Dr. Clay Marsh uh, that you can use in your business as we all work to survive and and get through this COVID-19 situation. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for Positively West Virginia. They are the Insurance Centers, the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. We'll be coming to you live every weekday as this pandemic continues with these special edition briefings. Briefings. On behalf of our entire Positively West, Virgin- West Virginia team, including our producer today, Dylan Sheldon, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia.